right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another Getting to Know You podcast. I am your host, the coldest player in the game, Laura Iceman. And today I'm sitting down with another one of the young bucks in our community. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say young buck, young buck, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Pretty new to the tech side of things. Go ahead and let the people know your full name and your gamer tag, please. Yo, what's up, everyone? Uh, I'm Joey Arenales, uh, other known as Cogany. And let's get in this. What's good? What's good? Now, now, explain to us uh, your gamer tag or your handle, please. All right. So, um, I've for the longest time I went by the name Bane. Um, that was a high school nickname. You know, I had that for a while, and it just got to the point where I needed something new. Um, Tokyo Ghoul is one of my favorite enemies. And uh, Cogonies are basically the, the ghouls' weapons that they make. So I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this. This is pretty original. I like it. I fuck with it. Let me do it. And that was pretty much it. And I've had the name now for about uh, three years. And it's pretty dope. It's, it's actually unique. It's, un, it's unlike anything else that we have currently in our scene right now. So I definitely respect the choice. Yeah. It's always funny, though, trying to hear people uh, pronounce it. Because it's, 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 it's a pretty difficult pronunciation if you don't know how to say it but it's always funny hearing uh everyone try and say it i remember for a while shinker was calling me kaneki which you know he's not <laughs> off because it's the same anime but i remember uh there was a tournament i was at and shinker was calling me kaneki and ricky corrected him and he was like oh it's from inuasha i'm like uh ricky it's from uh tokyo ghoul and he told me to shut up and so you know <laughs> in typical ricky fashion <laughs> <laughs> you you corrected him so he tried yeah <laughs> he was trying to eat it so he said all right screw it i got you so where are you uh originally from uh i was born and raised in miami uh lived there till about six years old and then i moved out here uh moved to norcross for a while and then just been in georgia ever since ah i got you got you so uh what do you do for uh, uh occupation or education at this time so right now uh, I have a full-time job. Uh, I've been there for about three years. Uh, I work in the HVAC and refrigeration uh, industry. Uh, I work at a compressor manufacturing company called Bitzer. Uh, basically what I do is uh, I do the RMA. I'm the RMA coordinator. So whenever one of the compressors fail, like a Walmart or a Costco, I basically do all the paperwork, schedule pickup, bring it back so we can inspect it, see what's going on, that kind of stuff. Hey, man, that's supposed to be where the money is, HVAC. I'll tell you what, man. I'm only 24 years old, and I'm doing pretty well for myself. Uh, You know, it's a great company to work for. I have really great benefits and, you know, profit sharing, 401k, all that good stuff, and to be starting off young. And what's great about it is my mother works there as well. She's been there almost 10 years. And uh, I met my fiance there as well. She now sits, her cubicle is literally right next to mine. So I get to see her all the time. Oh, now, 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 let's be honest here. Does it ever get draining to be that close all the time? No, actually, no, not at all. Um, She lives with me too. Like she's literally laying right behind me playing on, the, on her Switch. That's dope. That's dope. That's yeah. super dope. Super she, dope. We, my mom gave her an early Christmas gift because she uh, was playing my mom's Switch, and my mom plays a lot of Animal Crossing, so my mom got her the special edition Animal Crossing one, and now she's she's hooked. Oh, gotcha. So, how did you get into gaming in general then? Ever since I was a kid, uh, ever since I was able to hold a controller, my dad got me almost every year a Nintendo 
64, Game Boy Advance, GameCube. Like growing up, I was just constantly getting a console almost every year. You know, I was I was fortunate enough that you know my dad spoiled me that way, and I've just been gaming ever since. I remember the first fighting games I used to play on the Nintendo 64. Like games were like people I haven't even heard of, and I just get excited about it when I meet someone who has. Like I'm talking those days, I was gaming, and I was like four or five years old playing games like Mace the Dark Age, which is like rated M, and I'm just oh. going hard on it. So, what would you consider your all-time favorite game? Oh, that's a hard one, man. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of so many franchises that like have that have made me who I am today with the communities and stuff like that. I've been in so many communities. Uh, probably one of the biggest series that I was a part of was the Gears of War community. I was right. a part of that for like since from 2006 to about 2017 when I is when I made the uh, decision to stop playing Gears full time. Gears was where it was at, man. I remember yeah, man. I remember all of us on. I remember Chop was on for a little bit. He didn't get to play competitive though. Yeah. But uh, but Joe, Max, myself were on there like pretty hard. Uh, yeah, those were the days. Great. Hey man, like 2017, I was competing here in Georgia, bro. There was there was those um, Windows stores that were holding tournaments. Yeah. My boys used to go there all the time uh, at Perimeter Mall, and it was it was great, man. It made a lot of great memories there. For sure. Now, how did you you get into Tekken? First time ever, or like first really time serious? ever? Yeah, first time ever, and then we're gonna get into the competitive all right, aspect. All right. First time ever, I remember I was in elementary school. I was about third grade, third or fourth grade, could be second. Um, it's when Tekken Three dropped. Um, one of my friends at the time, he invited me over. It was like his birthday, so I was like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna come through." I go over there, and I remember he had a, I think it was a, it was a PS One. And he's like, hey, man, you, you ever play Tekken? I'm like, nah. And he just put it on and we started playing. I, I remember I, I chose King every time because the Jaguar mask was the dopest. I was, <laughs> I, at that time, I really thought it was like half Jaguar, half man. I mean, I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it was that, that was when I first really started playing Tekken. And then I remember I got it on the PSP. I got uh, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. And I played Devil Gin the whole time. Like, I, I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but it was fun at the time. Right, right. Now, how did you get into the competitive aspect of Tekken? Um, so when I dropped Gears, I was I was trying to find another game to really like put my focus in. Um, I was playing a lot of different games. I was competing in like PUBG and like Battle Royales, Fortnite at the time, all that stuff. And I remember I, I got in contact with an organization. I joined them. I became COO. And my friend, who's still one of my best friends to this day, uh, you know, NPR Mavericks. Right, right. Um, he and a group of us, like, he started playing Tekken. And I had the game. I had... I had bought it on PS4 like a long time ago, but I didn't really like grind it, you know, like I just played it for fun. And I remember I installed it and I just fell in love. Like as soon as I started realizing, you know, what are frames, you know, and really getting in depth with Tekken, I became addicted. 
and that's basically how I started um grinded heavy and then I remember it was a week before Evo like a week or two and me and Maverick were already planning to go we had everything booked it was going to be my first major and everything but I wanted to you know get my experience so I went to Gwinnett Brawl and Funny enough, the first person I ever played in the Tekken tournament when I'm playing competitively seriously was you. <laughs> and I remember I, was, I, I took the first game. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing too bad. And then, bro, that setup was so bad, the monitors and everything. And I remember you beat me, you know. I was just like, damn, it was a close game. And, like, you raged at the monitor. You're like, what the hell is this setup? <laughs> Yeah, that that I didn't understand because we've come so far yeah. as a community, you know what I'm saying, to understanding what we should have and things of that nature that anybody would have even brought physically brought that particular monitor to an event and was like, hey, we can use this or we should use this. And I really was like, man, I didn't want to take the chance, but I also being a organizer myself i just was like i don't want to be the one asshole holding up yeah the event you know what i'm saying everybody's sitting down playing they say go play you go play you know what i'm saying and i yeah. just didn't want to be the asshole to be like bro i know this is not going to sit well <laughs> for us to play bro it was so bad <laughs> um but that was also the first tournament i ever actually um came across like uh, the first instance of like of like someone trying to be toxic, trying to you know, trying to start something, and mm -hmm. I just kept my cool. It was funny, man. I, it was a game after that. Um, after ours, I played a guy, and I was I was whopping him, and his boys were like, "Oh, he's playing like a green rank," and then like, oh, no. I, I clapped them, and I won, and I just looked at him and was like, "Yeah, man, you just got beat by a green rank," and just walked away. <laughs> yes, yes. Tear that ass up. <laughs> Tear that ass up. Yeah, man. Give us some like, shit talk and make them eat it. Uh. Exactly, man. It's <laughs> like, I mean, even the guy I was playing, he was cool. Like, he, he wasn't, like, talking trash or anything, but, like, his boys were, and they weren't even playing. Oh, and that God. was even the biggest thing. I was like, bro, you guys aren't even in the tournament. Get that out of here. <laughs> that that happened. You know what? But that doesn't happen a lot, like heavy for us, because you know, pretty much our community. Everybody knows each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say our, our community knows one another. So it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of far-fetched. But that does happen when we have the new the the new yeah. contenders, people coming from Smash and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm I'm not against you hyping up your boy though, you know what I'm oh, saying? But never, man, never. But understand when your boy gets that flat <laughs> when he gets the full brunt the full force you know what i'm saying you he he's not going to be the only one that gets that shit talk at the end when walking away from the stick exactly, you know what I'm saying? it's going to be you too and you can't get salty and blah 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 when you walk away from it now tell yeah. me who are you rocking in tekken 7 right now right now bro um i'm really putting a big focus on armor king he's okay. always been one of my dope like favorite characters in the whole tekken series um I've been playing him a lot. Um, Justin Iglesias, uh, he, in my opinion, he's probably one of the best Armor King players in the whole U.S. For sure. I agree. Um, he's actually been helping me a lot and training me, basically. Um, so I've learned a lot with him. Um, I've been playing, honestly, all Mishimas except Heihachi. 
Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's mostly Armor King and Devil Jin that I've been playing. I'm not going to consider myself like a, a Devil Jin player or anything. I have way too much to learn, but I'm putting the prime focus on Armor King. I feel like, you know, he's a solid character for me, and I'm just enjoying Tekken as it is right now. Uh, Armor King is dope. Uh, I mean, he has his flaws like any character, yeah. but he, he's pretty dope. Uh, Mike was working on Armor King. If you check out the stream, check out the VODs, and you'll see where <laughs> he, he, for like three weeks in a row, he was working on Armor King and talking mm. about how Armor King is better than King. And nah. he just, <laughs> he had people so salty because he was like, he was like, look at this. He's like, look at what you could do with this character <laughs> when you got Lowe's. And you know, Mike is a king. It's like yeah. in, the, in the US, it's like Lil Majin. And then it's pretty much Mike, Mike. right after that. Yeah. You know, you got your brawl pros and stuff like that also. But still mm. like, it's, it's Majin is Mike right after that. And like, Oh man, he had me cracking up because people were like, "No, Mike, this is not true. King <laughs> is better." He's like, "Look at this." He's like, "Man, watch this, man. Watch me do this." And then you got the little hell sweep. He started yeah. doing the can cans. I was like, "Bro, he's doing the hop kicks with Armor King and shit. He's get, getting anything he wanted." And Mike was like, "Look, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start beating y'all ass with no combos." And he started playing people. <laughs> he really started playing people like Trey Trizzy and um, after after just like doing like a mini tech and tech. Everybody's watching the stream, like learning the nuances of Armor King. Then he said, "Okay, I'm gonna start beating people up with the character." It didn't matter, Trey Trizzy, Sims, whoever it was, and he's beating people with like four hit combos. <laughs> just basic. He's just trying to tell tell the world, try to pitch to the world that Armor King is better than King just because he got lows. I was like, oh, no. Right. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun to enjoy, though. It was fun yeah. to watch. So, so that kind of stuff's hilarious. So you said Gwinnett Brawl was like your first competitive tournament. Yeah. Now, now since you've been playing, because I know you've been playing like like in and out, like you haven't been able to like like be fully immersed in it, like tournament after tournament after tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a character right now that kind of kind of makes you itch, like that character that that when you see him in a tournament is like, God damn it, you know what I'm saying? That's that's my bro. Easily whoring. Gotcha, gotcha. Bro, I don't, it's not. The biggest thing is, like, the strings. Like, there are times I'll try and read because, like, you know, every player is different. Everyone plays their characters completely different. Some play similar, you know. But it's the Horangs who do the strings. And it's like, bro, when can I press? And then, <laughs> and then it, I like, I can feel the frames. I'm like, okay, maybe I can press here. Press, backlash, I'm dead. I'm like, damn. All right. I, I just got to lab more. That's the thing. And I guess the biggest thing is I learn a lot more when I play people who actually play the characters Mm -hmm. and I play them consistently. Um, I've played a buttload of Kazuya's. I've played a buttload of uh, Kings and Armor Kings. I play Negan's. I play all this, but like every now and then it's like once every hundred games, I'll play a Huarang and I just get blown up because of the strings. I'm trying to read ahead of time and get blown up for it i just gotta i just gotta lab it more well i'm glad that they do now have uh the punishment uh, uh setting in checking yeah. seven it may not have the specific streams that you have issues with but i was blessed to be able to have a few sets uh versus speed kicks here and everything mm-hmm. like that to learn when to duck 
so I can yeah. while standing punish and things of that nature. But I will say, Warring for a while was definitely one of one of one of my negative matchups. Not knowing when to sidestep him when he want to go mm-hmm. kick crazy and everything like that. So I could I, I could understand that. Now, do you have any uh, training partners? Do you have anybody that you that you uh, game with? I mean, I play with a few people. I mean, no one really like hardcore as a training partner i guess uh for a while it was jumpy uh he's a he's a geese main and a miguel main um but he plays the whole cast and he, he's out of new jersey and he's he's really good i played him a lot um my friend the spare he's a zafina and Alyssa main um maverick for a while was a training partner but as of right now uh, i don't really have one f- per se i mean like I guess the person that like I go to like to really get training in is Justin, but it's because you know I'm trying to learn the character more and more. Mm-hmm. But as a current training partner, no one really in particular. Okay, okay. Now, have you been able to uh, go to any out of state tournaments uh, since you got into Tekken Seven? Oh yeah, I've been to Evo. I went to Evo. That was amazing. Um, that was my first major, um, and I've. Actually, no, that's the only out of tournament I've been to. I was wanting to go to Kit this year, but of course, you know, COVID had to go and ruin everything. Yeah. Um, I had a combo breaker was fully paid for and everything, like flight, hotel, everything, but that fell through, of course. Um, so, but other than Evo, no, uh, no out of state tournaments. Basically, been staying here in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Now, how did you hear about Tekken House? Um, just by going to 404. Uh, the first time I went to 404 was for uh, the first Atlanta Battle Opera. And that's when I really got to see everything in Tekken House. I mean, of course, it was referenced at the Gwinnett Brawl that I was at, the first one, but I didn't really know what it was until 404. Got you. So we, the catch is we still got to get you over uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you haven't actually been oh, you haven't actually got a chance to play in no. uh, THT season one or season two. No, so, uh, so yeah, we we, we got to get you over, man, because because uh, there's there's more than the experience through the talk, man. It's, it's oh, also yeah. uh, being live and being there. So give me three of your favorite moments so far since you've been in the fighting game team. It doesn't have to actually be physically playing. It could be something mm-hmm. that happened at the tournament, something you experienced or you watch or whatever. Give me three of your favorite moments since being three in the Three of my favorite. Damn. Um, I'll definitely have to say all of Evo for the first one. Okay. Um, I really loved the atmosphere. I mean, obviously it was more of a convention uh, than really like, you know, it's not like combo breaker where, you know, you can be out at two, 3 AM at playing local, uh, you know, setups and shit like that. But no, nah, like every, seeing everyone there, man, like seeing Harada just walking down this, like between hotels and just seeing like all these people that like I've watched and like really actually speaking to them. I met like, I met Chanel, I met Nee, I talked to all these people, Bronson, um, you know, all these people I never thought I would talk to. And it was just, that, all that was really dope. Like really getting to meet like all these bigger people that have been in for so long outside of, you know, the Atlanta scene. Um, that's definitely one. My second one is probably gonna be the set I had with Mr. 96. 
just because that was probably the that's the first time I beat a notable player in the Atlanta scene. Mm-hmm. I just it kind of felt like I'm progressing. Um, and the third was DreamHack. DreamHack was really dope. Uh, hanging out with Red, Maverick, Jumpy, all the people I play with, and like having them be there with me. We all had pools around the same time, so we're all like together hyping each other up. Just all that was really dope, and yeah. Now, now let's let's go back. Elaborate on this this match with Mister Ninety Six. Where did it take oh, place? It was... Give me the characters. <laughs> give me the rundown. Right, give me the right. play by play. It was at Gwinnett Brawl. It was actually the last time, one of the last times Gwinnett Brawl happened. Um, it was, funny enough, it was a Leroy mirror. And it was it was just the first game I got whopped. He, he bodied me that first game. But then, like, I just turned my brain off. And then game two and three, I just took. And it was just, when, when it was the third game and I got the last round, I was like, holy, like, did I really just do that? Did I just beat 96? Like, this is the first time, you know, a notable win for me has happened. So I'm like, shit, like I've played Sims, I played Ricky and all this shit. And I didn't even like stand a chance. I mean, Sims was close too, but not as close as the 96 game. So it was just like, you know, it was just a dope uh, experience because it was a Leroy mirror. So we're both kind of just going brain dead and just having fun with it. So, and then like hearing everyone in the back just talking shit about, you know, Leroy. And I'm just laughing because I'm agreeing with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, but it, it was just uh, a funny experience happening. Okay, now give me the worst defeat you suffered since being in the fighting game Oof. scene. Oh man. Like at a tournament, or are we talking? It could be. It could be in general. It don't have to be in the tournament. Man, I'll tell you what. I played Justin in a first of twenty-five. Man, I got twenty-five. Oh, didn't even get a single round on him. Mm. Yeah, bro, it was bad. That was probably like, damn, it's Tekken for me. Like it was one of those, man. It was like, shit, did that just happen? But I made up for it with improvements. But that's definitely probably the worst I felt getting whopped. Um. There was there was a time at Evo. It was the last guy I had to play to get out of uh, pools. Um, I remember I went up to him. I was like, "You want to play rock paper scissors for P one?" He just looked me dead in the eyes. He's like, "Nah," like he was he was stern. Like, dude, dude had, was hungry, and he was a Katarina main. I didn't know the matchup, and I got bodied, and I just felt so bad because it was like the last win I needed to get out of pools. So that that's probably the sec that's probably the most haunting defeat. The one to get out of pools. Yeah, that happens. I've had one that yeah. final round like that before. I, it's funny because I've gotten out of pools more uh at other majors than at final round. I think it has more to do with the fact that it's way more Atlanta players. Yeah. In, in in our pools when we're playing here, you know what I'm saying? So it makes it harder because we we're play each elite. other so much and, and stuff we're like too that. Elite, bro. Yeah. We're too so elite. dang, man, that's that yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. What do you love the most about being a part of the gaming scene? Bro, honestly, just the vibe. Just the whole vibe we have here, man. It's like, you know, I have I've only had ever like one 
iffy moment, like one experience at an event here in Atlanta where I was kind of like, did that really just happen? Like that kind of like upset me. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, just the vibe, like being with, because uh, I typically hang out with Hero, Red, you know, Eric, all these people, like, you know, all the young uh, new school people. And it's just dope, like seeing like Hero. I remember the at the last um, Gwinnett Brawl, him and Ricky were going at it. And everyone was just hyping uh, Hero up wanting him to take down Ricky. And it was just, just the atmosphere we provide when we're all playing, man. I just, I can't get enough of it. It's exhilarating. Now you're still pretty young in the game, yeah. but you do pretty much have a career going on. Do you see yourself uh, um, keeping the gaming aspect of your life, you know what I'm saying, more long-term? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like, like I said earlier, man, I've been gaming since I was probably three, four years old have never really took a break. You know, I game pretty much six days a week feels like sometimes, you know, I just, I'm, I'm always gaming. If I'm not gaming, I'm watching or, you know, I'm involved somehow. Like, and thankfully, you know, when my fiance, I was kind of, that's always one of the biggest things about like trying to get into a relationship is having someone to understand, you know, your passion. Gaming has been my passion ever since I was a kid. You know, I stream, I spent a lot of money on my setup, you know, and it's something I love doing and like try to make a career for it, whether it's just, you know, streaming or anything like that. And if it doesn't take off, you know, I'm blessed to have like a full-time job that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but like, you know, if streaming was to take off, that, that's a dream right there or something, you know? I got you. I got you. <clears throat> I got you. Now. If you had the opportunity, give me three players. Now, they don't have to be inside our mm-hmm. Tekken community, but three players that you would like to run an exhibition with, first to seven, first to ten, whatever. All right. I would have to easily say, first off, I would love um, I would love to play me. You know, he's, he's one of the best in the world, man, and he has been for several years. I just – I would love to get a chance to play him in the first to ten. Um, that's definitely one. I'm trying to think who else I would like to play. I would like to play uh, Cuddlecore. I feel like she's a very inspirational person in the scene. And, you know, she's very uh, informative and helpful. And she seems like she, you know, gives off the great personality that she does on stream and everything. So I would love to play her in the first to 10. And, um... I mean, shoot, I want to run back on Anakin someday. We've only ran across each other in online, but I want that offline match. Hopefully you can get it at 404 one day because I heard that he's hanging out over there these days. So that would be what's up. That will be what's up. In the meantime, between time, let me know. What have you learned about yourself personally since being involved in, in competitive gaming? Never settle. I, I, growing up, there was a time where I would always just like settle with how I am as a player mm-hmm. and have never like gone the extra mile to really, really push myself to get better as a player. So it wasn't until I really started playing Tekken seriously and seeing like the big skill gap and like 
being able to learn more and more. And even when you reach a certain level to there's still a ton of more information to learn, basically push myself to keep learning as much as I can. Like even now, um, I don't really play Tekken as much due to COVID and everything. And I've, you know, there's not anything crazy going on, but I still love the game and everything. So I'm still watching videos, watching, uh, learning frame data for certain matchups. You know, I'm still reaching out to some of my friends who are good with their characters. Like um, I hit a piggy and like, hey, help me with the Anna matchup. Help me with the Julia matchup. You know, I hit up Justin. I hit up all my friends like because I still want to learn. Like even if I'm not at, at the moment really grinding, I still want to have the information. So when I if I do go back to it, you know, and really grind heavy, I will be ready for it. You know, gotcha. Now, now, what have you learned about other people since being involved in the fighting game scene? Yo, low key. There's some weird motherfuckers out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not necessarily our scene, man, but I've seen some crazy shit going on. And I'm just like, yo, how? So basically, no, no, no who to hang around with because you don't want to get caught up in some weird shit. Agreed. Uh, especially in, in this climate. Um, yeah. Uh, I've told people uh, time in and time out that uh, we do need to do a better job in regards to protecting our scene because a lot of people like to use the word community, mm -hmm. um, but we don't really treat it as a community. We don't necessarily vet people um, as we yeah. should either. <laughs> um, and people bring a lot of negative elements uh, in, you know, and just, yeah. you know, are just uh, a bit abnormal compared to what we are used to. And then we don't respond well. Yeah. to it you know what i'm saying so uh yeah we, we just have to thing, do the Go biggest ahead. thing too man is like just like knowing situ like bro we're all playing a fucking video game and having time like together like there's no reason for you know beef to happen it's like bro what's the point like we're all literally doing what we enjoy to do what's the point of like starting shit and trying to get up in each other's face over a game bro you know like at an instance at a tournament, um, again, it was actually the same tournament uh, I was talking about earlier where Hero played Ricky at the last one at Brawl. Um, I beat this guy, double no round brown. And, you know, at this time, it was the start of the year. It was around January or February of this year. I believe it was February because that was the last uh, tournament I went to. Um, he, We played. I double no round brown him. I went to fist bump. I mean, he, like, straight up punched the shit out of my hand. And I was like, whoa, all right, like this dude's salty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to say something. I typically don't. But I'm like, hey, man, just because you're salty doesn't mean you got to take it out on me, you know? And he got all defensive. And I remember he's like, who the fuck even are you? And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I just straight up do your research, kid. You're just a, you're just a salty player who's never going to place top A in your whole fucking life. <laughs> Oh my god. Why does it even matter who the fuck I quote bro, unquote that's what I'm am? saying. Exactly, you just lost bro. to me. So so does it really matter? <laughs> exactly, bro. Like what's with the ego? Like this is a dude and I'm I'm not going to go in detail about him. Um but this is a dude who I'm just like, bro, come on, man. You, you can't talk. 
Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, in this era, it's something that uh Mike and myself uh plan on having a podcast about the mm-hmm. fact that uh it seems in this era, man, it, it's a lot of unwarranted uh champions out there, man. Like a lot of people who are in the game and playing the game and not actually trying to get better at the overall game mm-hmm. and 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 definitely not trying to get better at overall matchups. Mm-hmm. They care more about beating you specifically, yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? I, I lost the mic, you know, in in the first to ten or whatever, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna beat him. Like, I'm not gonna learn King as a character. I'm gonna learn how to play Mick. Yeah, I'm gonna learn how to play against him to beat him. And I say that because, uh, because just speaking on myself a little bit, like, obviously, I'm not in the competitive scene heavy like that anymore because of the things mm-hmm. I'm doing behind it. Yeah. But I, I noticed the the tremendous lack of respect there is even when like somebody like me talks a little bit of shit versus somebody who's really, really bad in the scene right now. Like somebody who goes one and two all the time. Yeah, which which is the guy who I'm talking about. He's you see what I mean? Oh like, and two all the time. Oh and two all the time, one and two all the time. And that person can say whatever. And and they'll be fine. But me, a person who has a legacy, who actually has wins under his belt, has money matches under his belt, and yeah. a few of the younger people, you know what I'm saying, who have been playing long enough now, who have gone against me and suffered defeat, that's not cool. That's not that's not good enough. I, yeah. I yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's a little there's, bit there's ridiculous. a big ego issue. Yeah, I I think we need to. I think one of the best ways to chop down the egos is to play them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and get them to better understand that. Hey, you know what I'm saying. Hey, it is still all about the game, but also you might not be as far along. You know what I'm saying in the game as you think, as you may think. Exactly. Um. So yeah, you might want to you might want to heed uh 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 taking a little bit of assistance from us. You know what I'm saying when we want to get the knowledge and things of that nature. I got you. Because there's a big there's a big difference between friendly banter, you know, friendly shit talk, and like being ego like having an ego on someone you know right it's a big difference like you know for example everyone that doesn't know alex will be like oh man he's so fun he has an ego and all this shit bro alex is a joke like he's a jokester man like Mm -hmm. he talks shit just for the fun of it like the the things him and owen two say to each other has me dying all the time because (laughs) you know we're all homies and we all just joke around we all know what we're capable of and I, I also can understand from some people's side who are just not built like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, get, I get that, but don't try to take that from other people. Like, if yeah. that's how they interact and they enjoy it with one another, don't you come along and be a killjoy and be like, yeah. oh, I ain't down for that. Okay, well, they don't. you can let people know that, hey, you know what I'm saying, I don't take it that way. And that'll be cool. They'll know from then on out not to interact with you. But don't try to spoil it for everybody else and be a, a ultimate killjoy. I, I, yeah. That annoys me to, to the fullest. So outside of the gaming and whatnot and in your spare time, do you have any other hobbies or interests? Um, Bro, that ass, like gaming is it. You know, there, there, I mean, like, it was easier when I was in high school and stuff, because uh, at that time, I was, you know, I was doing heavy sports, I was, um, I was doing bodybuilding and powerlifting for a while. 
So around that time is where like I was doing that. But for now, bro, literally work, hang out with the wifey, and then, you know, game. That's pretty much it. I got you. I got you. Now, being a guy who's been in Tekken, Tekken for a while and Tekken 7 competitively, you know what I'm saying, about two or three years, what type of advice would you give someone who's A, new to competitive games and B, new to Tekken? All right. All right. For new people to Tekken, I mean – I've actually gotten a few people into it. So I've, I've had, you know, my experience of being able to share some wisdom. I tell everyone, play the whole, fiddle around with the whole cast, see who you really vibe with, and then learn the ins and outs of that character. You know, from combos to frames to setups to your punishes to, you know, everything. But, you know, just actually learn like there was a while bro blasted salami has those one hour videos of in character like full character in death overviews man i used to watch that all the time for different characters i want to pick up and you know just be willing to put in the work if you want to see progress put in the work or else you're not going to see anything i got you well I appreciate you sitting down with us, man. Yeah, this man. is only phase one of the interview process. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? We're going to get you get you up out of here, man. We appreciate you sitting down with us and lending your voice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let the people know where they can find you, you know what I'm saying, in regards to your stream. If they want to get some information from you, just check on you in general. Best way to get a hold of me or see anything I'm doing is my Twitter. Uh, it's Cogane with two H's. And... Uh, I stream every weekend, twitch.tv slash Cogane1H. And um, yeah, I'm around. For sure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out his profile, the tkinhouseent.com. And if you're interested in checking out any other podcasts and player profiles, do the same from the website backslash B-I-O. Once again, thank you all for your time. I am the coldest player in the game. Have a good one. We'll